welcome to the XY Advisor Podcast, where it's our goal to help you become the best financial advisor possible and drive the positive evolution of financial advice. Hey guys, Ben Nash from the XY Advisor crew and I'm super pumped to be introducing this brand new series we're about to kick off all around the three P's of Plan Produce Profit. Now, the XY team spent a lot of time thinking about what makes a great financial advice offering, a great financial advice business. And what we distilled it down to was that there are three key elements that you need to get right to have any level of success in your financial planning business. The first is about planning and how to plan an epic service proposition that's engaging for the people that you wanna work with and compelling to drive real results within your business. The second is about producing and that's about being efficient in your business, streamlining things, maximizing the benefits of technology to uh, run a a scalable and uh, profitable advice service. And then the third is profit, which is all about getting your message out to a bigger market. How do you attract more people into this awesome offer that you're running efficiently and scalably? So I'm taking over over the next 15 episodes. We're going to have 15 advisors, me 100% advisors. I've had a bunch of fun with the recordings that I've done so far, the interviews, and, uh, and I've got a few more great ones to come. So I hope you enjoy this series. This episode is proudly sponsored by FE Analytics. Now, a number of XY advisors have already discovered this one-stop, easy-to-use tool that helps with investment research, analysis, portfolio construction, ongoing monitoring, and client reporting. Find out how FE Analytics can help you improve your business process, manage your existing client base, and win new business by contacting Bruce Jenner via bruce.jenner, J-E-N-N-E-R, at financialexpress.net or visit financialexpress.net for more information. Well, uh, Mr. James. Hey. An absolute pleasure. Thanks uh, for having me. I reckon these days it's probably weirder for you to be on on that end of the of the mic. It feels good because I don't have to prep anything. I can just rock up. I don't have to carry the episode. Yeah. I can just come and chat. Uh, well, if you stopped at prep, I was about to say that I could be with you on that boat. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> but, mate, uh, thank you for joining us and thank you for sorting out my technology issues this afternoon. No worries. Well, uh, I'm a noob. Need pros like you to uh, to help me with such things, and let's uh, let's cross our fingers. So this is the tenth episode in this series, and I've been getting a lot of shit from the XY crew because I keep fucking up the audio. And you know, um, I'm saying I, I said fourth time lucky, but then it strung on for a bit longer. So now I'm going tenth time lucky. Uh, thank you for bearing with me. Every, My pleasure, everyone. So, uh, mate, pumped. Pump, pump, pump to have you here for uh, the for the first in the third part, third and final part of this series on plan produce profit. Um, we've spent a lot of time talking about the three pillars of a successful financial advice business, which is planning an epic and compelling service proposition, um, producing, which is running your business efficiently. That's what we've just been talking about. Got some great efficiency tips from a bunch of, of great advisors. And, uh, and this is all about profit, which is not necessarily about the money, but it's about, it's about getting your message to the masses and mate, uh, as I said to you in my email, I couldn't have done this part of the series without you because uh, the, the podcast and, and, uh, the, yeah, the, the specifically the podcast, uh, has just exploded, uh, crazy. You were saying top 5% of podcasts in the world, unbelievable. And yeah, I, I think that that's one one of the, the tenets that you need to to get to be successful. You've uh, you, interesting story that maybe gone a little bit the the other way uh, with the with the world of online uh, everything. But uh, but mate, thank you thank you for joining us. Can't wait. You know, getting that message to the mass is critical for for any advice business. So hoping to uh, you know squeeze the squeeze a bit of the, that gold out to yeah. see what advisors can learn. And but I guess before we go on, do you edit these? Do you cut anything out? No. This? Okay. I'll be very gentle then. <laughs> but if you want to have last cut, you absolutely can. But I, I'd imagine I would uh, like to have last cut, <laughs> of course. But uh, you know, any any uh, you're you're pretty diplomatic these days. With you know, I am, I'm very diplomatic. Running in actually, there was a, someone did an article on me the other day in the media, and I said, "Oh, can you flick me a coffee before I um before it goes up?" And they said, "Nope." 
<laughs> so, so apparently the real world media, you don't get a say. <laughs> yes. They yeah. just report. That's a definite thing. Yeah. yeah. You just got to watch the, the P's and Q's. Old uh, Georgie Thompson, she gave us some good old uh, media training back in the day and uh, told us just that lesson. Everything's on the record. Mm. Um, we've got a lot of, lot of friendlies in the AFA XY community, though, thankfully. So they make it a little bit easier for us. Yeah. So where is this episode going? Is it just on the podcast, the XY is podcast? The podca- Are you asking me questions? You know this is the podcast, right? Is We're it? not editing. Yes. Yeah. Podcast. Okay. Yeah, this is Sweet. Or are you just sussing out how our <laughs> podcasting skills work? I'm just this curious. Right. We're talking. You, you just jumped into the start. And, yeah, that's yeah. it. Okay. Yeah, we've started. We've oh, totally started. my podcast. I've run the live intro music in our ears. And it, we oh, right. Yeah, right. okay. It's starting. Production, right? Yeah. Okay, well, do, 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 do. so anyway, uh, can we start this? Can yeah. we start this again? Uh, no, okay, rescinded last cut rights. Mm-hmm. Um, sure, so look, yeah, message to the masses to, just just because so you're running, you mean an advisor for how long? Uh, I think over 10 years now, 10 years running your business, fortify financial, yeah. Uh, might be longer than 10 years yeah sandy coast what up um you know pretty cracking little business in its own right um and yeah like we we i I know that we we sort of bonded a little bit over fincon uh back in oh the back end of the year before last was it 17 yeah 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 yeah, october-ish yep um dallas that's right and i got engaged beautiful wife shout out yang um, what up, Yang? She listens to all your episodes. Nah, she doesn't. <laughs> she never listens. Um, but yeah, so at that time, you were sort of in this interesting transition where the appeal of online marketing and making money in your underwear clearly mm-hmm. is a strong one. Um, but you, your business was actually doing really great at that time as well. Had a growing team, um, doing some really good things, and you pivoted to sort of focus focus more on think. Actually, the theme of that. FinCon was all about podcasts. They were massive, massive, massive on podcasts. Really? Yeah. Well, I, I t- like my first podcast, Sort Your Money Out, I took my gear up and I recorded like 12 That's episodes. Right. Yeah, I remember that. I yeah. remember that. Yeah. So, um, yeah, that was really cool. And so, but things have changed a little bit now. You, you've essentially you sold your financial advice. You downscaled, then you sold it. Yeah, I've merged it with another business. We use the word merge when we're right. talking with clients. Right, merge, yeah, yep. of course. Perfect. Um, diplomatic as always. Yes. And now and now, really the main focus is on online training and the podcast. So just uh, tell us a bit about the, the journey and, and where, where your head was at. Yeah, so I basically, I've always wanted to do stuff online. Uh, like it started even in 2010, 2011, I did a whole heap of online apps for kids and because I wanted to make an app for my niece. Uh, grace so we did this thing and yeah like i just i just know that everyone walks around with a shop in their pocket right everyone does so i really wanted to do something that could be scalable and online so that was kind and i was involved with google had this startup ecosystem over at piermont called uh i forget what they called it google Google no it was google pseudo yeah so um, so it was a free startup community that Google was running like in 2010, 2011. And uh-huh. that was just amazing inspiration. And then and I had my own business happening and built the financial planning business up to the point mm-hmm. where, you know, I had a handful of staff. I, they all got their awards each year at the Christmas party. They did. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. I did goofy like <laughs> awards. Hold them up. Like, um, I had one guy, Ross, shout out Ross, who doesn't listen to this, but, you know, he was the granny whisperer of the year. Yeah. So, yeah, we had a lot of fun and there was a big growing team. And what what happened, and, you know, I did a couple of the um, client surveys, like with the Beddoes Institute and Core Data, and it got to the point where in the Beddoes report, it was like the benchmark was, it's like, your score is this, top score is this, and then, like, the maximum score was this and my score was higher than their template. So right. I had kind of yeah. like, I, I really had the business and the client engagement thing nailed, uh, won the, one of the awards at MLC for the client engagement award. So yeah, really had that humming along and it became apparent as the business was growing that one, I wasn't good at managing people. 
and very two, um, I I was pretty much a finder, not a minder. So hmm. I these clients, I didn't know how to review a client, like just struggled. Like, so my kind of skill for one of a better way with a client would be taking them from absolute basket case financially, cleaning yeah. up all their stuff, yeah. getting them on a platform to then go and, yeah. Uh, where some advisors just want to know how much can I invest for you or like, so I kind of got to the point where, Business was humming along. I was probably only working three, four days a week max in it, earning mm. good money, and I just needed a new challenge. And after FinCon, I, um, as soon as I landed in Sydney at the end of 2017, I sent out a text to like, hey, like six people, hey, you want to buy a business? Like I was to the point where I was yeah. like, I'm out of like. Mad. I just want to do something different. It was, I loved all my clients and I still work with them. Um, I look after about 10 clients at the moment. Right. Um, so I don't know where that will head, but um, I love being an advisor. I love helping people. Yep. Uh, but my, I just want a new challenge. And that was how can I impact as many people as possible um, and have a bit of fun doing it? Yeah, so, and I already had a podcast, sort your money out, which I've just changed the name to uh, another a name because I wanted to. I want a podcast where a lot of people go, I want to come on your show, and it's like, well, you don't really fit any of the molds. So yeah, I'm doing one now that's going to just be a um a chat type of podcast, and I'll interview anyone, all pushing people to my main um, content pillar, I guess. Right. So yeah. So fast forward. Um, so you started with the you started with the sort your money out podcast yeah. and then and that did good yeah but what happened was um, one on one interview style podcasts that it's kind of dead ish now like all oh, yeah, right I know yeah. right well yours is different because this is like an industry niche thing yeah um, like unless you're Andrew Denton or something it's just it has changed a little bit like two three years ago one on one interview it was cool but it kind of moved a little bit so. Mm-hmm. That's why I, I started one with two other people on the show and wanted to make it infotainment and a little bit more engaging. So, and it sort of it sort of blew up pretty pretty quick yeah. from that point, right? Yeah, it, it did. Um, and there was some marketing strategy involved in that. Like, I would if you wanted to be a guest on the show, part of the the condition was you need to pay to sponsor our episode on your social media. So, so I was getting people to pay to come on, but. So, yeah, so if you want to come on your show and talk about yeah. Pivot Wealth, yeah. that's cool, but you need to spend $200, $300 on sponsoring the post through your networks. Oh, okay. Yeah. So, so just promoting it on your, like, Facebook or whatever? Yeah, or Instagram, yeah. Okay. So basically, like, I'd have different companies come on to different people. Yeah. It was value for them because they had different interesting content to push yeah. out to their audience. I see. So I kind of used other people's money. To right. James Millard must be going broke then, hasn't he been on like a hundred episodes or something? Yeah. <laughs> Shout out James. <laughs> My boy. You mean the dolphin? Yeah. What up? Yeah, he's probably surfing though. Yeah. No, I called yeah. him the other day. He's like, Oh, I'm just at the beach. My phone's on one percent. <laughs> it's nine thirty AM. Like, it's like yeah, I've been so here for three days. It's yeah. like there's no charging dock in the so in the ocean. So out all the leads I've sent him. Yeah. Millard. <laughs> Nice. So, and so what, so what do you, what were the strategies that you use? So clearly that's one of them where you're getting people to, to push it out. Um, what were the, what were the other strategies that you, cause you were using the um, Lala social. Is that, was yeah, that in the early use, days? Yeah. Still use Laura from yep. Lala social club. So she does like our, I guess, branding ish Instagram. So yep. we're pretty heavy on Instagram. Yeah. Uh, spend a bit of money on Instagram marketing. Um, but my whole strategy was, uh, and this can work in your financial planning business, right? Like you've got to define your audience and yep. just tailor everything to them. So the average listener of My Millennial Money is a 26-year-old female. Right. So I've got a 26-year-old female doing the social media. Like yeah, we're just playing to the audience. Now, there are 30% males. Yeah. There are people who listen who are 50 years old. Yeah. Everyone thinks they're younger than what they are. So, of course, we, that's our avatar. So, you know, if you're a guest on the show, I will send you something before you come on and say, 
people don't know what a self-managed super fund is. People don't know what oh, yeah. appreciation means. Like, yeah, this is the level of yeah. financial literacy. So I got in trouble. I did a workshop a couple of weeks ago, or actually maybe it was a couple of months ago, and uh, <clears throat> it got annihilated by this attendee on my feedback form because she said that I used too much jargon and. I'm not a jargony sort no. of person. I, I think jargon. I don't think of you. Yeah, and I and so I was like, I called her up and I was like, "What is?" I was like, "I must know. Like, what is the jargon? Like, what did I do that upset you?" And she said, "Blue chip." <laughs> that's <laughs> barely a, even like investment term. But there you go, man. Like yeah. that's the. I think people are so confused when it comes to money that it's the. Uh, that things like that that we it just so you talk about depreciation that people don't understand, but people don't understand what blue chip is, yeah, and then they sit there going, "Fuck, I'm dumb." Yeah, <clears throat> yeah, and that's it. Like you got to confuse them enough to want to get help. That's what you do, isn't it? All right? No, that's uh, not. We're about total transparency and empowerment, man. I'm like showing the show them the behind the curtain. Love and, it. Uh, Love it. You know, demi- yeah. So I think like you've got to play to your audience and actually know. So basically I run my podcast like I ran my financial planning business. Mm -hmm. So confuse them enough to, uh, yeah, exactly. No, no. (laughs) So what you do in my business, I had systems and processes. Do people watch this? Yeah. If you're watching on YouTube, set up your business and all your processes. So people feel your clients feel like they're your only client. Mm. and in the background, it's a sausage factory and you've got systems and processes, but in your language, in your emails, like we had, like you fin- so after every meeting, we had an automatic email that went out and the language in the template was like, hey, Ben, thanks for popping by. Just let you know we're onto this. Um, please remember to send through the things, cheat. Like, so it felt like they were our only client. Yeah. So the process was the same. In the background, there's obviously different steps to the advice process and tailored advice. Yeah. But at the front end, I treat people like they're my only client at scale. Now, yeah. how does that translate though on the podcast? Well, when, when I've got the microphone and they even we did an episode today and you, you may even hear me if um, you listen to any of the episodes, I will stop and go, hey, I'm talking to you. You might be on a freeway in Perth. You might be on a tractor in West Dubbo because we've got people that listen everywhere. Yeah. I'm talking to you. I'm like, I'm acknowledge that you might be in this position. So you talk to people like mm-hmm. they are your listener. Right. Listener. I see. So just the mindset of we're not just throwing out blanket crap. Yes. We're having conversation with people mm. and they engage in the Facebook group. They engage on Instagram and yeah, I, I, I just treat everyone. I, I guess. Yeah. I just, Treat my podcast like it was my business. Yeah. Same concept. Good. Yeah. I think it's important. No one wants to feel dumb, especially if you're in that younger uh, market. And I think we had Vince on um, Silver Fox, the, the old Silver Fox. And I think that his target client is probably the same. I think he said it was 26-year-old female. Yeah, absolutely. A lot of really detailed profiling. And that allowed him to drive a lot of efficiencies in his business mm. as well. Um, he must be... Like he must be having a sore shoulder from rolling in all his all of his money. <laughs> <laughs> I know. Yeah. yeah, he just loves it. Yeah, he just, yeah. Lo- just loves. Business. Yeah, well, I actually get Vince on my podcast when yeah. I've got confusing topics that I need for him to explain. To me. <laughs> he does know lots of things. Yeah, he's great. He's a wealth of knowledge. The old uh, Mister Scully. So, but yeah, look, um, uh, yeah, I th- I think that that that. Obviously, that's something that no, like for financial advice, financial advisors, money stuff that people have feel, felt dumb. So clearly, there's a good, uh, there's a good um, product for want of a better word at the at the back end, which is the pro- the podcast and the training and the bits and pieces that you do. But yeah. it takes more. I think as a lot of financial planners can relate to, it takes more than a compelling product and a good product to to create a massive audience, which is something that you've done successfully. So. You, so, what would you say were the key the key um, tactics or strategies that that led to the that initial sort of takeoff? I think if if something's good, you're going to tell other people about it. Yeah. 
like if you go and have a nice meal or something and it's amazing. Oh, actually, I'll, I'll step back. So that's number one. So number two, we started, um, I put in the comedy charts because everything I try and do is opposite to what most people do. So maybe yeah. most people start a money podcast starting business where I wanted to be infotainment. So fun, right. not heavy. Yeah. I wanted it to be so if people discovered podcasts, they would they might pick up their phone. All right, well, I'm here for entertainment, like in the masses. So in the yeah. main, like people who are watching the Batchy or whatever show is like those type of audience where it's like, I just want to consume it. In, um, entertainment. Mm. So I put in comedy. So if someone jumps in the comedy section and scrolls through, and I think it was only maybe four months into it that we started charting. So, okay. Um, so they would look through the comedy. Which is massive, right? Yeah. Like, like, yeah. Yeah. Like to get to that point, yeah. that's not to be underestimated. Yeah, totally. It was cool. It's, yeah. it's a lot of uh, like, what, what sort of level of downloads would you need to, to get, be start getting pushing into the chart? I, I reckon maybe a thousand an episode. Okay. I think. Yeah. Maybe, maybe it's a couple of thousand a month. It might be more. I think that the XY one gets into the, we sort of flit in and out of the, yeah. out of the 200, the top 200. Yeah. And we're about 2,000 ish a month. Yeah, more. I don't know. If it plays on the mic. But, yeah. Um, but, so, but, but, a, but a, a decent chunk, right? What I wanted to do was like somebody, most people know that they need help with their money. I wanted them to be in the comedy section. Yep. Going, all right, let's see some entertainment. Oh, my millennial money. Oh, I need to sort my money out. Yeah. I'll have a listen. Yep. So I went in that way. Yeah. Uh, and that's, where they are. I like that. Yeah, yeah, that's right. And just recently I've moved it over to the education system. Uh, education section section right because i uh and it's three o'clock so yesterday my jet lag started here at this time so i might go downhill fast (laughs) um (laughs) um, so yes what am i saying put it in the education i put in the education section yeah because i asked our listeners hey what do you think our podcast should be in now business comedy education other whatever Uh uh-huh most like 90% of people in the Facebook group said put it in education. Okay. And so did you start the Facebook group at the same time as the podcast? Oh, a little bit before. Right. I had the Facebook group before I started My Millennial Money and then I changed it to My Millennial Money. Okay. And how many people are at the oh, Facebook group when you launched the podcast, would you say? Oh, 600. Okay. Yeah. And do you think that? Oh, there would have been less than 600 people in there. Right. Yeah. And you took, so if you want to start a Facebook group until we got to about 800, no one posted anything. It was weird. It was like, everyone was too scared. Yeah. So yeah, that's interesting. Yeah. I think, but it scares me the idea of the Facebook group just with the driving the engagement. But um, do you think that that's something that, you know, if you want to have a really successful podcast that you, that you need to have a Facebook group? I think it makes sense to be able to talk with your community. Cause I'm building a community of people. Yeah. And I like to engage. I like to feel the pulse. I like the feedback. Like yeah. I put up something today. It's like, Hey, what did everyone think about today's episode? Within 10 seconds, I will know. Yeah. If I want to, if I, if I ever get, I always worry like I'm going to run out of content. I just ask people, what do you want to do? Yeah. So I've, I've now built the community that I am not the guru. I'm just, thank God for that. Yeah. Goodness. <laughs> Far out. This is a train wreck over here. I am just the facilitator. Yeah. Like that's all I'm doing. I'm cultivating this group Mm. and I will lead us through the choppy waters of life. (laughs) Um, But the cool thing is John, my co-host, he's like a teacher by education. So he loves teaching and coaching people. So yeah, it's really cool. And so how did you, because you were doing the podcast by yourself and then you've, and then you got two co-hosts yeah. now. How did, how did that? Yeah, so I, I tell the story, you know how you have a shower in the morning and you have a hundred ideas, but 99 of them suck. Yeah. Just amazing at the time. Yeah. So I'm like, I need to do more online content. Like I need to be dishing out constant content. Yeah. So I called my mate, John, who's, he's a property coach. So okay. in my financial planning business, if I ever got property zombies, I'd be like, hey, I can sort out your super and insurance, but you may as well go and pay John to coach you through a property strategy because 
I don't want your money. I can't add value. Yeah. So he's a fee-for-service property coach. So like, oh, so really valuable. So I called John and I'm like, hey, let's start a podcast. He's like, yeah, sweet. I said, all right, we need to get somebody who's not in finance as well. Yeah. To be. So I, I put it on uh, Facebook. Hey, are there any opinionated sassy chicks who want to be on a podcast? Right. And I got all these like girls and women and everyone that I knew. Yeah. And Erin, who was a lawyer and a referral source that I knew from, you know, socially kind of anyway. Yeah. She's like, yeah, I'll do it. So okay. I had Erin on. So she didn't know anything about the money world. So it was good that um, we would say something. So she would stop and ask. So it'd be like the listener advocate. Yep. So that was valuable. Uh, but at the start of this year, she just couldn't commit the time anymore because it had really taken off. And mm-hmm. we all agreed at the start, we will give this 12 months, hell uh, or high water. Yeah. Like we get three listens an episode, we're plowing through. Yep. So that's, I would say as well in your business, like set, I don't know, like lines in the sand. It's yeah. like, I'm doing this until this. At this point, clearing the table, just having a chat, is this working or not? If it's not working, freaking move on. Yes. Or change big time. Yeah, but also to have the commitment to see it. You see got it to commit to it in, yeah. in the early days because yeah. I think that that's something that it's so easy that you're, yeah. uh, you get to, you know, the, all these different ideas and then you're, and then you're going, oh, well, I'll start your online training course and then a podcast and then a Facebook group and then mm-hmm. people are going, shit, and it is, it's a lot more work than it, than it yeah. looks so like. You've got, to commit, you've got to be around like you've actually, there's a book, Seth Godin, it's called The Dip. Yes, I've yeah. read that. Yeah. Everyone just read that. It's a two-second read. Yeah. And it's just, you've just got to be there. And a year's time, if someone wants to pick up their phone and look for a podcast, are you going to still be there? Yeah. If someone wants to pick up their Google device and Google financial advisor, local or whatever, yeah. in a year's time, are you going to be there for that future customer? Yeah. That's the whole thing. So... Uh, and then, so now it's just John and myself and Laura from La La Social Club. She's a very good friend of mine as well. Yeah. Um, I've told her that because I want a female voice on there. Yeah. Like every time we do an episode, I send her a calendar invite. If she's around, she'll drop in and be on the episode. Okay. Without any um, prior needing to research anything. Right. Just I'm um, being a chat. I like that. And so, so there was a few commercial things there that, you know, she won't be on the cover art or whatever. Because uh, you can't commit, but yeah, so it's just it's fun. Mm, I like it. And so, like for for someone that's thinking about going down this path, there's some like obviously you give some solid tips already. Like niche your, make sure you understand your market, talk to them, uh, make it a you know so it's not a, just a just a blanket message. But and don't really, be boring. Yeah. Um, yeah, but then again, it could be a niche that people want it to be boring. Yeah, well, I can't please everybody. I know. I think I just, boring people probably don't want to listen to boring. Yeah. Podcasts. I think yeah. Solid. But what do you think the key? Yeah, the key thing or 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 things that. Yes. Yeah. So if you want to start a podcast, don't eat a burger through your podcast. <laughs> I turned it off. Yeah. I don't need to watch and listen to a guy eating a burger trying to have a conversation. Um, okay. So and leave that in there. <laughs> so you've got to if you want to start a podcast. The best time ever to do one is probably two years ago. Yes. <laughs> the next best time is now because like even today, FM, did you see that they've just about to ditch their morning talk show like all the presenters and just to have music in the morning? Who? Today, FM. Oh, right. I saw some article this week. Oh, okay. No, I'm not into that. Neither am I. I just saw it online. But yeah. radio is dying. Uh-huh. People are moving to podcasts and the big money are moving to podcasts. Yep. What that means is the big money moves to the podcast. They've already got distribution of people. So yeah. they can just run a radio ad. Hey, we're now doing a podcast that's exclusive and different content. Yeah. They get a million people just subscribe the next day. Yeah. Be the top of the charts and stay there mm. because they've already got distribution. Yes. There's more money that has the big distribution that does that, they're going to clown the top 200. Yes. So if you want to be seen... In the charts, it might be too late. It might not be. You've just got to have distribution. Yeah. So get started. Now, you've got to work out your strategy. Why are you doing it? But, the, yeah, the charts are a bit of a vanity metric. Like, great, yeah, of course, it's, it's good to uh, to have that in there. Yeah, but, but no, but for discoverability. 
if you want randoms to find oh, yeah, you, I see. Yeah. you want to be like, yeah. Or even like in the business section or comedy section, or whatever you want to be in the, like it's a humble brag moment, but this morning my podcast was in the top shows in the business section, top shows in comedy and top shows in education. Amazing. So that's three different sections that Apple have featured the podcast and that's yeah. free advertising. Well, that's where you want to get it with all of those. And I think it's the same with Facebook groups and yeah. the different bits and pieces that the more traction you can get, then you get the platforms promoting your Absolutely. Stuff. And the bigger you get as well. So if you Google like Glenn James podcast or some crap like that, there's so many different blogs that have blocked top five money podcasts to listen to and you get other people promoting you. That's another yeah. way that I got promotion. Right. And yeah. did you, uh, did you uh, sort of strategically do that? No, or? They, one, they'll pick it up without you knowing yeah. or to ask to interview. Right. So it was weird. Like, and again, you just don't know what's going to happen. Like, and you don't know who's listening. So I got a, an email from a, someone the other day. Hey, I'm from a PR agency. We represent Facebook and Instagram in Australia. We want to do an article on you on pedestrian TV. And they did that. Right. So and they, their readership is big. So yeah. And I said to them, I said, yeah, that's, and I've learned, oops, um, you don't ask, you don't get. So what I do now, any type of those things, I'm like, yeah, that's totally fine. But you've got to, in your article, I need you to reference my millennial money. And here's the link I want you to send people to. Yeah. That's so, good. Yeah, I did the same with any any media type stuff totally, that you want to link totally. back. It helps with SEO. Totally. And the- so you've just so it's there's all these strategies that I'm running in the background where mm-hmm. they might be small, but they bloody all add up. They all yeah, it's a cumulative sort so of. So yeah, work out your strategy. Like, why are you doing it? Who's it for? What's the goal? So I think there's two ways of doing it. Yeah. Number one, have your strategy. I'm going straight out there to get new business for my business. Okay, number one. If you're going to do that, you need to be able to deliver advice from the internet. I get leads from Perth every freaking week. You know what I mean? And you're getting, we were just chatting about this offline, what sort of numbers of of inquiries are you getting? Clearly the people need help, right? I probably get five leads a day on average. Which is people that are saying that they want some sort of... Yeah, like if you go to sortyourmoneyout.com and click get help, you'll see the form that I get people to fill. And it's the stage I ask them, like, if they're single, got a partner, what's your income, what's your state, what's your location, what do you need help with? Yeah. So a mortgage broker, financial advisor, people give you all the information. Right. So I and get a, got a panel of people. Yeah, I've got a panel of advisors and mortgage brokers that I found them out to. Right. Yeah. Very good. You want to be on the panel? I've, well, you've already... Yeah, uh, we're, 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 a couple yeah. of people. So, so, and again, there's... I don't pay the com loan. That's no, right. that's right. But having said that, so a listener emailed me the other day that I referred to somebody and they said, oh, I just want to know how to get paid. And I said, yeah, I'll take a referral fee and it will be disclosed to you. But there are instances where I know that, Ben, you are the best person mm. this lead. Yeah. I don't care if I get any. Like there was one in Townsville yeah. the other day. Yeah. I'm like, I got no one in Townsville, so I tracked down an advisor in Townsville. I didn't know that, you know, uh, the AFA or whatever. But, yeah, I'll take a referral fee. Absolutely, I'm not running a charity. But sure. at the end of the day, I'm not going to refer someone out to someone that's not appropriate. Of course, and that's because you're, you know, you're building a kid. It's like anyone, I think any professional that some businesses, we don't do it at Pivot because it's just inconsistent with the fee-only nature of what we do, but we we will introduce people to other professionals and other advisors do as well, but you're not going to burn something. You're not going to introduce someone to someone that's shit because then they're going to get pissed off and then it's like, right. then you get a bad review well, on you. So I've got to manage my reputation, yeah. which is going to be hard to do. Um, so yeah. And so it's either you're going out yep. to the market to get leads for your business yep, or you are doing a podcast just for your existing clients. Yep. But it should in turn get them talking and to, for them to tell other people. Mm. But I think your headline strategies are different. Or yours is, which is just grow an audience, right? And well. Yeah, yeah. but why are you growing the audience? Yeah. To sell stuff to? Oh, yeah. So that the online capability yeah. is what you're talking about. Or, yeah. So, so for me, I make money from, uh, I've got an online course that's a cash flow management course, which I'm now white labeling. So if someone, can I promote my chat on this? Podcast? Mate, go for it. Go hard. Yeah, so, if you go to sortyourmoneyout.com and you'll see this Glenn James spending plan on there, people are going to log into Teachable 
and they do my online course at $70 on $69. I'm now white labeling that for mortgage brokers and maybe risk only advisors who want to add value to their prospects. So imagine this, like you don't do cash flow in your business, Mm. but you want to have a service that people can, you could do it before. So you get a new lead. Hey, how you going? If you don't have a budget or cash flow, we're going to need some info about your spending. Please log in here. Watch the videos. You might learn something, fill out the spreadsheet, bring it into the meeting. They can see that it's $69, but you've given them a complimentary pass. It's got your branding on it. Yep. Or if you're in the first meeting and you're, particularly for the riskies out there, it was so funny. I used to do this cash flow off in my business and I'm primarily a risk. I'm a risky part, right? Yeah. Love, love it. Yeah, yeah. Um, and what I would do is do the cash. So we had packages in the business, like this package is risk only, this is risk and super, this is yeah. So as part of a comprehensive one, I'll do the cash flow and you go and present the risk plan. I add 12 grand a year in premiums and the clients have a stroke because it's a lot of money. <laughs> oh, I don't think we can afford it. And I turn the laptop around. Yeah, you can, baby. I factored it into your spending plan. Yeah. It is possible. You can still save money. I love that. I'm in sales, basically. Yeah. <laughs> and I would joke with people. It was like, not my first rodeo. Yeah. It's, it's, it's <laughs> That's a great one, though. That I I find that that what we do with with clients because we charge a you know substantial our ongoing fees like five to ten thousand absolutely, and people go and we talk about it in the strategy meeting mm. and they and and say to the people like oh yeah at the end of that we're always like because it's before the advice presentation and we want them to be clear on what's going to happen so we don't freak them out and we say you know this is our ongoing fee which they already know about anyway but. Um, there, and then everyone, as, as long as they know that it's factored into the plan and that they're still able to have all of the things that we've just spoken about for two hours that they really, really absolutely, want, and they can have the help to make sure that happens then. Yeah. It's so it's a no brainer to, if you like, you know, if you're in the risk side of the business or whatever. So even, so the, my course for me started, I wanted to do one because I was sick of telling friends of friends because people will go, oh, I speak to Glenn, speak yeah. to Glenn. I was actually, I love it, but I was just getting you repeat yourself. Yes. And I'd often do it for free whatever. Mm. And so I got to the point where I developed the online course and spending plan. Mm. And because I used to do face-to-face seminars and um, I had all the content coffee, there. Coffee on the couch or something? Or was that just a photo of you? Having it was just a, just a photo of me. Yeah. yeah. Coffee. Loved it. Nice. I shaved my head. Um, so I would, when I, in the, in the first client meeting, number, number one, I'd always charge at least $220 for the first meeting. Yeah. So if you want to meet with me, you know, you go to your accountant, you pay, you went to a lawyer, you go to a dentist. Like if you want to be in professional services, which we are, mm. you'll be okay with paying for it. And yeah. if you don't want to pay, that's sweet. Yeah. But anyway, at, they just don't get to see you. Um, I had a coffee with my accountant the other day, sent me a bill for 1200 bucks at the end. Of it. I was like, fuck, all right. Oh, just for a coffee. Yeah. Well, yeah. apparently it thought about the coffee, either side of the coffee. Yeah. <laughs> but, I, I would say to people, absolutely, you need a spending plan, you're in debt, your life's a freaking financial mess. Yeah. So you've got two options. You can pay me $3,300, I'll sit down with you for four meetings and I'll personally coach you and your spouse or partner through this and get you on track. Okay. Or you can jump online right now when you get home, watch the videos yourself, it's 50 bucks. You choose. Yeah. I'm making money from both. Yeah. Yeah, yes. maybe so, more from maybe more from the fifty dollar option. If absolutely, you, if you, in terms of my time, yeah, and, a half and all the box ticking that needs to go along. Yeah, along. so that's how it happened. So, I just think it all goes back to strategy. Why are you doing things? Yeah. Um, and then if you are going to do a podcast, um, is it short form or long form? Mm. You know, is it Joe Rogan two and a half hours, or is it? 40 minutes or 10 minutes. And so, cause you've done a whole bunch of different ones, right? Yeah. You did some five minute, like yeah, snappy so ones. We, and- we got a, and it's funny, the people who really review podcasts negatively are the hardcore people and they're not actually fans of your show. Yeah. They're just passing, have a listen. Oh, this is crap. Yeah. Yeah. Well, sorry. Can't please you. They'll give you a one star review. Um, and we'd read them and try and the stuff. Yeah. But some people were like, Oh, I don't like the banter. So I had to reshuffle the podcast and now we put the banter at the very end after the credits. Right. 
we'd be screwed if we didn't have yeah. <laughs> And then I thought, I need to do an express podcast. Yeah. So I was thinking, I'm going to do a podcast for the podcast. So the podcast was a short clip of a show. Yeah. So that's why I did My Millennium Money Express. Yep. And that's like less than 10 minutes. If I've got a topic, I want to just get out there. Yeah. And it helps me now because our main show, like we've got the next six, seven episodes locked in scheduled, social media scheduled, everything scheduled. Yeah. Like we're not recording for a couple of weeks, like having a bit of a break, but everything's still running like clockwork. Yeah. If I wake up one morning and go, oh, I want to have a rant about freaking Afterpay again or something like that. Mm. I just record it on the Express podcast, 10 minutes straight to the point, no banter. Bam. Yep. And then I, I, I did a heap of interviews with some 19 and 20-year-olds mm-hmm. and worked out that this is completely different. Like I can't put this episode up on the main show and chalk and cheese. So that's when I started the Gen Z podcast. Right. So that launched last fortnight. So what? Uh, what and then we've got a property one that's just property. And so what? What are the durations? Though? So you got a ten minute one, and then you got one. Yes, yeah, so my millennial money is one hour. Yeah, my millennial money express is probably ten minutes under. Gen Z money is under twenty minutes. Yep. And my millennial money property is under half an hour. And so, do you think that it's driven by the audience as to the as to the duration, or is it? Is there a is it is there a duration that works better? Yeah, we started at thirty five minutes an episode, but we found that we couldn't go deep. Yeah, so we like to keep them to about an hour. Okay, and I'm thinking about changing it up where we just so at the moment we're kind of discussing one topic for the lion's share of the show, then we'll answer listener questions at the end or stuff like that. Yeah. I'm slowly thinking about maybe changing it and doing like three segments. Like we'll talk about this and then we'll talk about an article in the media. Yeah. Then we'll answer questions. It's a moving beast, but I'm about to send out a, a survey to all the listeners. Okay. Just to see what they want. Right. Because I'm creating a podcast for them. I'm just, remember, I'm just, cult- I'm just cultivating the community. Yeah. That's all I'm doing. Yeah, for sure. And like you, you mentioned it before that the, really the greatest resource is there. You've got people that already like and listen to your stuff and, and then you ask them. Probably a lot more smart people than me. Yeah. Well, me saying that, I fumbled it. <laughs> yes. Like it was Smart, ironic. Smartly. Smartly. Yeah. So, <laughs> yeah. So, but it's also that as financial planners, it's like how do we, we don't necessarily know what someone that wants to know more about their money wants exactly. to know about because we yeah. already know stuff about exactly. financial. So, so it's a humbling thing that like some of the questions that I get like, oh, should I pay off my $5,000 credit card? I've got $12,000 cash in the bank. Yeah. When I miss out on the interest. Yeah. I'm oh, like, a lot of confusion out there. Yeah, I'm like, that's crazy. But they want to know what they should do. Yeah, I've done a lot of Q and A stuff with when I was doing Koshi's thing, um, it, and those those one that was the most common question that I that I would get on there from people was, uh, would should I save, pay off my mortgage, or pay off my credit card? Yeah. And really, it's for us. It just seems like such a basic thing that you go well. The numbers say this, you know, uh, common sense says, you know, this. So, uh, yeah, I think it's it's easy to fall into the trap of, of thinking that these solutions are easy when really it's people people are really confused. Yeah, so, and then before you want to get start, started, but, yeah, totally agree with you. I wasn't ignoring you. Uh, work out how often you're dropping an episode. We committed to weekly and then... Last at the start of this year, it was our first kind of holiday season because we're we're only new. Yeah, so I'm like, all right, Merry Christmas, all good night. Um, that was the December Christmas Eve. I think we did an episode. Yeah, first week of January, and in the in between Christmas and Boxing Day, I got a big spike. Oh, people are freaking at home, bored. Yeah, I'm relaxed. I'm away from work. Yeah, oh, I might try and pick up podcast. So, yeah. So I called, Aaron was away and I called Johnny into the studio. I'm like, mate, we've got to get here now. Yeah. Got to do one on like setting goals of the year. So yeah, I'm going to be very strategic this year in the holiday season. I like it. Well, that's for us. It's like 
And I think for that market, it's really the biggest thing, right? Weirdly, like starting my business, when I was hungry for work, I made more money in the Christmas holidays than any other time of the year because you can just tell people, hey, I'm working right through. Let's do it while you've got downtime. Yeah. And then later in years, I actually literally didn't want to work. So I told them I'll be back in six weeks. Um, And then write down at least 20 episodes. If you can't write down 20 topics in a row. Yep. Don't even start. Yeah. Uh, Get some good gear. Like the Blue Yetis (laughs) and my my awesome mixer. Yeah, the Blue Blue Yetis. So I had one of these mics. Yeah. And they're rubbish, but whatever. That's okay. But I took it to FinCon last year and there was this young kid there. Shout out. He doesn't listen. Anyway, I'm like, I I recorded an episode with him. And I'm like, I don't even want this mic anymore. So I gave it to him. <laughs> he hit the lottery. He loved it. So, um, so yeah. And just work out, like, is it an interview style? Is it going solo? Is it a panel discussion? Mm. Like, what's your thing? Pros and cons. And I think it depends on the person as well. As Absolutely. What you can do, you know, Adrian, Patty, get him on a podcast one-on-one. Fuck me. You're in the weeds. That's that's an hour and a half. And as well, just like there are people who do podcasts. Don't put your general advice disclaimer at the very start. Yeah. Yeah, lawyers. Lawyers oh. tend to want you to do that. Even the online course stuff that it's like you have to do these technologies. Yeah, it's just, it's gone it's gone too far. I think that's licensee driven though, really. Yeah. Oh, like some people don't have a choice around Absolutely. That. You get a choice on your license. So, yeah out of the people mate look honestly we could talk about this all day uh and and uh maybe we will but uh we won't. but uh what where do you reckon people go wrong what's the biggest mistake that people make when they try because i think we're talking podcasts but this translates to i think a lot of this scalable sort of well, stuff but like any of the things that i've kind of said apply it to your business like what's your actually strategy like are you wanting to help everyone? And to be honest, you know, the ideal client for my business, do you guess, can you guess what, the, what it was? I don't know, 48-year-old divorcee? With over a net worth of $2 million. yes. No. <laughs> um, it's a different, different target. So for Fortify Financial, the ideal client for me, mm. they had to meet two criterias. Okay. Willing to pay. And valued my advice. Yeah. It's a psychographic more than a demographic. This is something that I see. It's people that want to, we had Dean Holmes on the podcast a couple of weeks ago and uh, it's people that want to, for him, it was people that wanted to delegate. Mm. I think he called them engaged delegators or something. Yeah. Where it's like they want to delegate. They know that they don't, they can't or shouldn't do it all themselves. But then they also, they're engaged that they're not just, they're not just advocating responsibility. Yeah. I think yeah. that's, you know, with people that value advice because then you don't end up in these silly conversations oh, with people no. trying to justify stuff. And so, yeah, like the systems and processes that I had, you know, I had an 83-year-old client and I managed her wealth. Mm. Like she built out the online fact find. And don't be afraid. People can use technology. Yeah. It's all in your head if you're worried about, oh, my clients don't want to do a digital fact find. Like, the process is the same, but the key points are going to be different for every single client. Yeah. Every single piece of advice isn't the same. Yeah. So for me, it was like, I'm happy to, the more people I help, the more money I will make yes. unapologetically. Yeah. Well, it's, a, it's business. Yeah. And I wasn't in business to not make lots of money because you carry too much risk. Agreed. So if you're not, if you're running, if you're in if you've got a financial planning business and you've been going more than five years and you're not, not killing it, give up. Like, why bother? Like, if you've got your own business and you're not very profitable and funny. Well, you could have a people that want to have a lifestyle business. Although well, no, no. Well, I was just about to say, um, look, I don't think in this climate going forward, like all these licensees are jacking up their fees. I don't know if you can do licensed uh, lifestyle businesses anymore. Don't know. You might be able to see the Fortify business. I was actually, if I couldn't merge with another business, I was going to just keep it and work in it one or two days a week. Yeah. But the biggest problem I had 
well, number one, I could have the lifestyle business work in at one or two days um, because I had the client base and they were all trained well and mm-hmm. processes. But the two days working a week, fine, but it would take seven days of my mind. Yeah. Yeah, it's always the hard thing about a business owner that you're always thinking, mm. thinking about the other. Like it was weird going because I've just got back from the States yesterday because I went up to podcast movement and the two and a half weeks ago when I left the States, it was a weird feeling, like packing up before I went away. Mm. I wasn't running around the office doing Yeah, it trying to. Like, yeah. It was so weird. I look forward to the day that I don't have that oh, scramble. Yeah, but how much like anxiety and pressure is there and you... Mm get on the plane, you hit flight mode and you go, ah, oh, yes. But it just wasn't there. So I would just encourage you in any part of your life, if you are still listening to this um, rant, um, <laughs> be strategic, be intentional, hmm. be unapologetic. This is who we're serving. This is our fee. We are professionals. If you don't want to pay it, that's cool. Hmm. We're not for you. I'm happy to introduce you to someone else. That's it. Yeah. yeah. It's a shame that uh, Paddy's given up his business, but um, uh, yeah, you've, you've got to, you've got to know when the person is in the right, is in the right fit. So mate, uh, a couple of quick ones for yes. you on the way out. So what's your biggest oops moment or stuff up? My biggest mistake was when I first started my business, I paid a thousand dollars for an advertising campaign in print. Right. And never got a phone call. Right. Mm. It could be I've spent a thousand dollars in Facebook advertising and never got it. No, but there was the wrong phone number on the ad. Oh, nice! Uh, that's gold. <laughs> and that's why you shouldn't borrow money to start a business because if I had borrowed money, I could have paid more on that advertising campaign and compounded the negative return and mistakes. <laughs> so that was the biggest stuff up. Yeah. Um, what's the best piece of advice you've ever received? Um, don't chase the dollars and look after people. Very good. And finally, what is your spirit animal? Spirit animal. Oh, gee, I don't know. Meerkat. They're fun. Meerkat. Yeah. Right. <laughs> I like it. Good pace. Good pace in the meerkat. Very good. Well, Mr. James, thank you very much for, for joining us. Thank you. And sorry for making you edit a whole heap of stuff out that I had to... <laughs> Mate, you're supposed to be a professional. You're a professional podcaster. No, I'm not. The first I'm podcast not. we're going to have to edit. Absolutely. Yeah, and, uh, thank you. Thanks, Ben. Bye-bye. Bye-bye.